HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's uh, January 14th, 2014. We've got the Happy Hour guys. We've got Ben Keen with his new book, Bitters and Esters, Kelly from Kelso, and Wildbarker. It's a, it's a great show tonight. Thanks to our sponsor, GreatBrewers.com. We're looking forward to our, our year 2014. And uh, we're here in the studio at uh, Heritage Radio Network at Roberta's in uh, Bushwick. And go ahead. It's a good time. If you want to be a member, uh, join HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Uh, there's different levels. There's student, there's student levels. You get invited to a lot of special parties. And uh, we're really looking forward to uh, having a great year here on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. All right. Jimmy Ludwig, back in the house. Back in the house with the happy hour, guys. I have all three. And direct from Broadway today, we have Mark Aldrich, the other happy hour guy. The hey, thing hi, about the happy hour, guys, that is like this is a beer show, but we've got like Broadway celebrities. I mean, Mark, what what show are you in? I uh, I am currently in Disney's Newsies on Broadway, and I will probably have to uh, steal away pretty quickly, unfortunately, to uh, to make my curtain time tonight. It's it's hard having a working gig as an actor. Right? It's tough, but you know the call of the beer was too strong to resist today. And then Justin Squiggs, <laughs> our our good buddy, who's we went from being an actor to being a, a Broadway sketch artist. Oh well, I do a little bit of everything, so. But you're awesome, and you've also done a couple labels for, for Barrier Brewing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've done a bit of beer art here and there. Yeah, he looks kind of sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very sketchy. Just, just look out, Kelly. Look out, Kelly. <laughs> well, hey, we're trying to get, and we got y- Yixi, who's a, a rep from Union Beer here tonight with a Weyerbacher. Yeah. How are you, Yixi? Hey, how are you? And Kelly Taylor, how are you, Kelly? I'm doing well. We've got some beers. We're ready to roll. All right. And uh, one of our favorite uh, home brewing school beer teachers, everything, John. Hi, Jimmy. Thanks for having me today. John LaPolo from Bitter and Esther is a great place in Brooklyn that to learn to make neat. beer. And you've made some cool beers, too, right? You made a beer with uh, Dick Cantwell from Elysian. Yeah, I brought some today with an experimental hop, which is awesome. I made a beer uh, with Weibacher. Actually, Weibacher came in and made beer. That's what we're drinking right now, a little bit of Weibacher. Experimental right. hop. Does that mean like some kind of crazy like government-engineered fun? Exactly. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, you grow wings after you drink it. It's, Ooh, it's pretty cool. I'm down with that. Area 52. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's much more fun than Area 51. The, the, and uh, the we're leading up to the main, the main event. We got uh, Bob. It's how do you say your last name? Foto. Foto. Very easy, easy to pronounce. Foto. And today I brought uh, three of uh, our big bottle series. Mary Monks, our Belgian triple. That is a big bottle. That is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, double Simcoe, which is our double IPA. And again, big bottle, big beer, great hop taste, and tiny. Which is our Belgian? Uh, I'm holding it up like anybody can see it. It's tiny. Our uh, Belgian-inspired stout, only 11.8 percent, but I'm telling you, it's got great taste. All three of these beers. But, Bob, uh, are you going to be pouring us beers tonight? I am. I'm, and we're we starting off with Mary Monks, which for a craft brewery, it's very unusual. It's our best-selling beer, and if I tell people that, they don't believe us. But 
very counter everything else going on because usually in the craft industry, IPAs are the leading brand of every brewery. So we're different. We're different in the way we make beer, and uh, you should get some great tastes on the, all the guys sitting in the room here with this. It's a nice... It's nice. It's like yeah, almost it's, a, a fruit finish. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think they pick up banana in this beer, yeah. but uh, I don't try and tell them that ahead of time. This, I and it, for me, I call this the training beer for people that say they don't like beer because it brings many people into the category and I never tell them that it's a 9.3% beer. We like to call that a gateway beer, Bob. Gateway. It, it is a gateway into <laughs> many, gateway many beer. things. Yeah. I love being on the show. You should see all the beers that are out here. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, what, what, who else brought beers? You brought some good Kelly beers. brought beer, right? Yeah, I brought a, uh, a couple different things. I brought our original beer, a nut brown lager, uh, in the can, canned here in Brooklyn. I figured it would be I'm a nice... i touching that line. I thought it would be a nice uh, nice palate cleanser, kind of in the middle of a bunch of barrel-aged stuff. We brought the Fuku, Jimmy, which I know you really which enjoy, which is a beer we designed yeah. with the Mama Fuku group. It's well, oh, that's a really fun beer. What is the yeah. Fuku? It's basically a, a, a smoked uh, Kolsch uh, wit goose. Excuse me. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to think of a better way do you, to do say you that. Any, <laughs> do you brew with any? It's, it's uh, a smoked. It's a it's a wit beer with smoked an, animal parts salt. in there, Kelly. No, no it's any, actually vegan. There's no animal parts. No, in no. There. We let Mama Fuku come up with all the animal parts, and and then uh, we serve the beer. Not touching that one either. Nope. Yeah, all, yeah, so it's good stuff. Don't yeah. touch the parts. And then we brought a barrel aged uh, uh, oatmeal stout. It was aged in. Um, Imperial oatmeal stout aged in maple liquor barrels from Vermont. Mm. What you know, talking Sounds about your, your beers, Kelly. You know, you're you're really a, a, a small brewery. Yeah, and you're incredibly in your, tiny. So crafty. Um, crafty. What are some places like you got the cans out now that are pretty interesting? Because before you were all draft. Yeah. Uh, what are some places that we can get the cans? Well, uh, Whole Foods has been uh, very eager to pick up the cans uh, here in the city. Uh, <clears throat> they're up and down uh, Fulton Street, uh, where the brewery is over in Clinton Hill in Brooklyn. Uh, the Met Foods, uh, the uh, the corner. Uh, somebody just Yaffa tried Delhi. Somebody know. just tried to sell me one on the subway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. You know, like, you, he was like, "Hey, come here between cars. I got something for you." And yeah, he was like, you know, it's, it's Kelso Nut Brown this, Lager. This isn't yeah. Wait, do, do you this guys isn't your beer? this isn't Wait, your Kelly, mother's Brooklyn. Happy hour, guys. Do you guys drink beer behind the stage when you're on, when you're on? Absolutely not. Plays and working. Never, no, ever, ever. You've no, been, you've been to our no. brewery before. Yes, we have. Oh, before! Yeah, right. You didn't drink anything, but that was our yeah, day off. Wait, was, that was our day off. No, yeah, that's right. That was our day off. Day off. There was no whiskey it's there either. On the inking. Drink. No, yeah, nope, nope. Absolutely <laughs> was not allowed. I tell you again, this is an awesome crowd, and we're building up. First, uh, John Lapola, you know, you're, you're a expert. Uh, you teach people how to make beer. You, you definitely show people how to clean. I, I, I was lucky to take your uh, Bitter Nesters <laughs> Beer One Hundred and One, the beer making course, and I really think that. Happy hour, guys! You guys sh- should sit in on the class. Because you absolutely should. About a year ago, I, I thought, "Oh, idea. let's let's put in a little, you know, brew pub system in the back of my restaurant." Jimmy's number forty-three, and my good friend Chris Kuzme uh, from Ferment about it said, well, "Why don't you t- you better take the class of bitternesses first? And I took it, <laughs> and then basically I saw John spending the whole time talking about cleaning solutions and cleaning. <laughs> I said, "You know what?" I completely talked him out of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do that stuff because. Yeah. But what do you think of the Merry Monks? Because I want you to oh, break it's it delicious. down. Delicious. Uh, you know, I used to. Uh, Work in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So I remember when Weyerbacher opened, and uh, we were thrilled uh, to have a craft brewery. It was amazing uh, because all he had was Yingling, which is fine. But uh, I've always loved your your brewery. Uh, And you guys came and you brewed a beer with us. You actually uh, gave us a a barrel. You gave us a Dad's Hat whiskey barrel. Um, And we made um, a barrel-aged Imperial Stout. You remember that, Bob? You, you, you know what? That. Actually, I was not there, but Chris Riley, one of our brewers, yeah. was there, and uh, came out amazing. Yeah, we do. Actually, coming out now, this part of the year is our Insanity and Heresy, which are our barrel aged beers that we do. It was Heresy. Yeah, it was the beer yeah, we Heresy, made. which is Heresy. The base beer for that is Old Heathen, and if you haven't tried Old Heathen, it's Stop a calling lot. Us that. <laughs> and also, uh, we're just right up the street from yeah. Kelso, so we know everybody who works at Kelso. Uh, and I got to say, I, I absolutely love the beers coming out of Kelso. Thank I just want to let you know they're, they're, they're so good. And I just wish there was more of it. More beer. More well, beer. Let's keep the show rolling. I want to first bring in also this is Ben Keen. Uh, it's one of the reasons we have the show tonight. He wrote a really great book, and, and I was lucky that it, it came in the mail today. And I <laughs> picked it up at my mailbox on the way over. But it's uh, what's the name of your book, man? It's called The Great Northeast Brewery Tour. 
Because, uh, you know, any good beer deserves a little hyperbole, right? So, <laughs> Well, I will say we're going to try to weave together, you know, everyone in the room and the book, you know, and talk about that today. But one thing, when I was most impressed, you know, there's a lot of beer books out now, and sometimes they're exhaustive. You know, I saw one that was like a thousand beers or something. So I thought, okay, Northeast Brewery, how, ma- how many breweries are there? There's a lot, right? Well, yeah, in the Northeast, um, I would guess that there are probably 400 Wow, um, or more. Wait, didn't uh, you currently? write a book? Yeah, I know. I sort of don't <laughs> guess. <laughs> I wrote a book. I didn't. Wait, high five on the air. That's a good. One. But what I'm trying to say is, but you, what you Sorry. did instead of you did. It's not an exhaustive book. It's 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 curated, and it's actually so you've you've outlined like you, little Ooh. profiles, <laughs> profiles of some breweries and places to stay. So I want I want to. So Jimmy, what do you think? Look I, at that book. I There's nice photos. This is it's one of the best book. books I've seen of, of the year. Jimmy, it's hey, a beautiful thanks. book, and I'd yeah. like I'd like to do uh, a dramatic reading, if I may, uh, from the Weyerbacher page. And I'm just going to give you the first sentence, and this will give you an idea of what the text is like and, and how badly you all need to buy this book, own it, and read it. So here we go. Okay, what's the character? Are you doing uh, Scottish? Uh, uh, we're, gonna be, we're, going to, we're going to England here. We're gonna no, go you've got to do Pennsylvania. No, no, no. Sorry, Pennsylvania sorry, Dutch. Pennsylvania Dutch. He's doing Pennsylvania Quaker. I, I can't do Pennsylvania Dutch. Sorry. Um, whether or not it qualifies as a religious experience, the fact still remains Weyerbacher was born in a stable. I mean, come on. Wow. Yeah. wow. Is that true? Religious experience, born in a stable. It, it is on. a true fact. I did not make that up. Other parts of the book, eh, maybe. <laughs> well, why, so why, tell us the story. Of why, so Weibacher, originally it started, what, you were making ales, but you really, then you made big beers. Everything we do are ales, and we started in a little stable in Easton. And probably uh, seven years ago, we moved into a new facility. Uh, because isn't, uh, Easton, we had isn't started where they to make grow. Crayola crayons? It absolutely is. Easton's wow. known for wow, three, Jimmy. three things. <laughs> I've been there. Weyerbacher beer, Renaissance. Crayola crayons, Martin guitars. Oh, and I forgot, Larry Holmes, when boxing was boxing. Oh, yeah? Ah. yeah so, and then as we grew, we moved in, and I would welcome anybody to come and see the brewery because now we actually look like we belong. It's a nice brewery. We put an addition on last year. Bob, can we come out and shoot sometime soon? Absolutely. Show Love to have you. All right, so look for a, look for a Happy Hour Guys episode featuring Weyerbacher real soon. Cool. Well, that's, you know, it's a great thing. There's so many really good breweries in the Northeast, and I'm really glad you wrote this book because I'm going to use it as, as a roadmap. Well, I think you already... Out my, my summer. I think Probably. you already did, Jimmy. If you remember uh, last summer, you were down in Cape May, New Jersey, and uh, we traded emails about the uh, Cape May Brewing Company. Um, you were down there with some friends, and you were in need of beer, and it sounded like an emergency. And so I said, hey, you know what? I've actually been to the Cape May Brewing Company. You should check those guys out, I, I and they're in the book. Th- did I write something on the cover of your book? Is you wrote something on the, back? on the yeah, back. <laughs> someone, could, someone could dramatically read that, too. The back cover. Oh, there it is. Yes. Mark Aldrich oh, from New Zealand. professional. It's a professional yeah. job. There we go. I'm not going to do it British, though. So it doesn't make sense. Jimmy's not British. <laughs> Ready to travel the beer route from D.C. to Maine? Every town seems to have a new local brewery, and Keene leads the way with his fun book. Buy a copy, fill up your gas tank, and hit the road. I plan to. I think that's one of those quotes where I talked about it on the phone, and then he wrote it, but he's awesome. <laughs> so... Um, so that's I mean yeah that's what I'm saying it's like Weyerbacher it's like we don't know a lot about Weyerbacher I don't know a lot about Kate Maybring some of the other the breweries you really did a great job of curating you know your choices like Element and Western Mass like I've had a couple bottles I love it so so um, what was your process were there just places that you loved or how did yeah, you do this uh, well the, probably the biggest challenge uh, was narrowing down the number of uh, breweries to a a manageable count that my publisher would let me um, write about um, and I really tried to feature places that did great beers, were super creative, um, and had uh, every place in the book is open to visitors and has some kind of tasting room, a bar. There's some brew pubs in there, um, and a really kind of inviting and welcoming places to kind of spend the day. Like you said, it's really meant to be a travel guide with sort of beer leading the way. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I tried to pick places all throughout the region, not just kind of in the big cities. Um, so you'll find stuff in Western Mass, Western New York, Western PA, uh, way up in Maine. Yeah. And, um, hopefully it'll, it'll get people off the beaten track and, you know, stuck or snowbound or whatever at a cool brewery. Kelly, um, have you been to any of those breweries? 
uh, I've Besides Brooklynburg, uh, yeah, it's in there. Uh, yeah, I've been to. And Garrett Oliver wrote a really awesome flying dog. Jimmy, you should you guys should read uh, part of Garrett Oliver's introduction to the book because it's it's pretty brilliant. Yeah. It talks about Boston, Omegang, yeah. obviously, another great brewery, High Point. Yeah. You been to High Point? Yeah. You know, it's funny things. High Point is uh, it's you know the, the label as Ramstein. If anyone ever had it, yeah. and they specialize in German style wheat beers, Their and I love their beers. Awesome. Right. Yeah. And there's some great hiking at High Point State Park out there. So you go out to the state park, you can camp, you can go hiking, bang down, see the brewery. Well, on East 7th Street in the Come East on. Village, the original, listen, <laughs> the original <laughs> landlord, who Jerry Cuse, uh, he opened Burp Castle and, and what, what was called Brewskies. Uh, he was really good friends w- with High Point. And, um, you know, so we used to get we used to get a bunch of Ramstein. They had a platinum wheat that was really good. Have you been out there, Jamie? Uh, I just wanted to say one thing about the book itself, and and that is, you know, we talk about this on our show all the time. Bev touring, you know, we talk about getting, you know, f- put some gas in the tank and go and and have a drink somewhere. But also, that's not just have a drinks in in the place. Experience the local area, you know, go out to the state park, totally. take a hike, see what the history of the town is, you know, learn a place, learn the people, because for us. When we shoot shows, uh, we found out a long time ago that the, the sort of process of making beer isn't very good TV, but the people and the places, that's what it's all about. And that's what we try to show in our, in, in our program. And it's like, what is, what's the flavor? What, what, what's the flavor of the beer? And also, what's the flavor of the place around it? So awesome. we'd recommend that with this book, for sure. Let's keep passing the book around. Everybody say, uh, <laughs> at least mention a brewery that they've been to. In, in oh, I was just looking for a brewery that uh, I did a clone <laughs> for today. Uh, I was uh, I brewed a beer, a, a Vienna Lager from. A, um, I was trying to clone Devil's Backbone. You know Devil's uh, Backbone, yeah. In Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my, it's my girlfriend Carla's favorite beer, and so for my girlfriend, I brewed this beer today. And it's for a, a, a lagering thing that Josh Bernstein's doing. Mm-hmm. He's doing this uh, this uh, thing in a lager cave that uh, they yeah. found in Brooklyn, and he invited us to pour a beer. And so I said, oh, yeah, definitely. So I, March, I worked March all day. March 1st during New York City Beer Yeah, March 1st, we'll which is right next to you. At, oh, you will? Yeah. yeah we'll that's my girlfriend's birthday, too. Yeah. That's why so I had to make Kelly, her you know, beer. you know about the, the event with event. Josh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be it's, there. We're I can't be wait. You're lagering beer in the cellar, too? Uh, no, we, we actually we have a lager tank at, at the store. So we, uh, we made a, a Vienna lager today, a mm-hmm. uh, single decoction. took forever. Uh, but they yeah, tend to do that. Yeah. 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 We're taking, well, I'm, gonna, I'm going over there next week, and we're going to be taking some, some lager over there and storing it in the cellar oh, that's so cool. until the event. Oh, I want to do that, too. Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll keep you in the loop on that. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that might be, be totally cool. So we're going to actually totally lager cool. beer in these 100-year-old caves in where is that? Uh, Prospect Heights? It's in Crown, Crown Heights. Heights. I think Crown it's on Heights, Dean yeah. Street. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I've only seen pictures, but it looks super cool. Is it? Was this like a? How? Who knew? Did they discover these? People, re- people, people knew. just knew about them forever. <laughs> I mean, which people? Who knew? knew? Oh, there's so many breweries in I Brooklyn. I didn't know. <laughs> Where's the sign that says everybody, Lager Caves this way? Everybody knew but you. I'm they, sorry. Nobody, yeah, yeah, nobody yeah, tells me anything. Jimmy, it was the ancient people of Brooklyn. Yes. All right. Someone else take the. I know we're coming up on a short break, but someone else grab the book. Mark Alders, come on. I'm just going to say something about the book. When I saw it today for the first time, I said, you know what? We need to get this guy to our brewery. But somebody at our brewery was way ahead of me, and he's already scheduled. So uh, awesome job. Let's let Ben, instead of all the actors, Ben, why don't you just read off some of the tours? You've got a bunch of tour tour dates coming up uh, where you can uh, meet Ben, and uh, he'll sign the book and all that. Yeah, so um, I'm actually going to be... Driving all around, all over again, and uh, in in addition to Wirebacher, I'm going to uh, Twin Lakes in uh, Delaware. I'm going to a bunch of bookstores. I'm going to be doing an awesome dinner at Jimmy's Number Forty Three. Um, I'm going to uh, Roy Pitts in Pennsylvania. I'm going to Flying Fish in New Jersey, and back to Cape May. Love those guys. Um, and uh, up to Two Roads in Connecticut too uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. So if you go fill up a growler. Um, you can hang out with me before the game. Go Seahawks. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, I'll tell you what. We're going to take a short break. Uh, we'll be back and talk a lot more with all these guys on, on Beer Sessions Radio. All right? Cheers, guys. All right.
So, you like good beer. Whether you're a craft beer pro or just had your first sip of an IPA, GreatBrewers.com is your number one beer resource on the internet. GreatBrewers.com bridges the gap between the world's great brewers and the consumers who enjoy their products. With so much information and misinformation out there, GreatBrewers.com focuses on education and leaves no stone unturned. Take the Great Beer Test on their website and browse through an extensive product catalog. Download their mobile beer cloud app, which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit GreatBrewers.com today. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio. What's this? Heritage Beer Network with Jimmy Carbonian. Jimmy Ludwig from the, the Happy Jimmy Hour Show. Guys. All right. Hey, it's the Jimmy Show. Hey, I want to read uh, a little bit from the, the, the foreword of this incredible book, which was written by Garrett Oliver. The, not the book, but the foreword. Um, I just want to read the last couple of lines, which are terrific, and then we'll go back to our friend, Mr. Keene. Uh, there are people out there who are waiting to brew a pint for you and to have a pint with you. Go live a little. No, actually, live a lot. That, to me, is craft beer in a nutshell, man. So one thing, we're here with uh, Ben Keen, uh, the, the author of Great, The Great Northeast Brewery Tour. And we've been talking. We've got uh, Bob from Weinbarker. We've got Kelly Taylor, uh, John LaPolo from Bitter Nesters, Justin Squiggs, everybody. We've got a great, great turnout. But um, how did you get into this, man? I mean, you're quite an accomplished writer. I mean, you wrote for the Ox- Oxford Encyclopedia of Beer. You, you've yeah. written for and, – and, you know, you're a really good writer, man. Well, th- Thanks like, for the flattery. Can't believe you're on our show. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'll give you my number later. Um, yeah, I actually uh, I used to work at Oxford University Press, and I um, edited all kinds of books about food and food history. And uh, Oxford has this giant, awesome um, book called The Companion to Wine, uh, written by Jancis Robinson. Um, and I, I thought uh, this was about, I don't know, 2006, 2007. Hey, how come Oxford... England doesn't have a book about beer. Um, And so I uh, petitioned my boss over and over and over for many, many months, uh, who wasn't a beer drinker, and uh, sold him. Was his name Andy Smith? No. (laughs) No. You know Andy Smith, right? I do know Andy Smith. He works there, too. Yeah, he's cool. Um, But yeah, I I basically uh, wore people down until they thought, all right, maybe a beer book would be a good idea. Ben, I got a question for you. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. You, uh, we have a lot. We know a lot of people out there who know something about beer. Sure, uh, a little knowledge being a dangerous thing. Who say <laughs> I should write a book? I'm going to write a book. How long? Wh- what was the process like? I mean, how long did this take? And what was the researching process like? I mean, that's uh, a lot, right? Well, yeah. Um, it took from the time that I kind of had the idea and started working about two years. Two years. Um, so it was slow. I mean. Part of it is searching for a publisher and convincing someone to give you a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of money to write a book. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, then it, you know I spent uh, probably uh, eight months or so visiting breweries, interviewing brewers. Yep. Um, you know the and ever how many, important tasting beer. How many? Times, did you drink a lot? How many times on your trip uh, when when you explained to people what you were doing did they say, "Can I have your job"? Every time, all the time. Nice, nice. <laughs> we all get that. I get that all the time. <laughs> I do. What you love that about the craft beer industry, Jimmy? Do people say that to you all the time? Do they really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want his job. I want to yeah. be him. Oh yeah, that's right. That's we all just want to be Jimmy Carboni, pretty much. I mean, you know, that's what I've heard. Jimmy, you're on the show because you're supposed to talk for me. So, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm here talking. I'm keeping me. the show going. Jimmy's over there drinking. Yes. I'd rather ask. I'd rather ask Kelly Kelly Taylor. Uh, you know. I mean, you started off in, in the Pacific Northwest, and it's kind of like an ongoing interview because every time you, you really make Yeah, well, interview. I make a lot of right. stuff up as I go along. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this. If somebody starts a new brewery, let, let's say they had a small brewery and they have to move, hypothetically. Okay. Like, That's different than starting no, a new brewery. We're getting deep now. We talk a little about books, but we're going to talk about deepness. Of, so which one are we talking, starting a new brewery? Or? Let, let's, okay, you, you, say you already have a small brewery and, and, and you, you've started off. But you're suddenly going to expand. And we see a lot of guys yep. going through that now. It's like a lot of small craft breweries. And John knows, too. It's like, you know, suddenly they're going to expand. When you're going to expand, uh, you know, would you have to rebuild an entire brewery? You know, because you've done this. You've been – you've opened some breweries. and, and Yeah, I've, I've opened a number of breweries around the country. And um, 
really you just have to kind of decide what it is you're trying to do. And typically, if you've got production already and you're expanding, you have to open a, a separate brewery. You can't just shut down one. Cause and, I, know, I remember when uh, Scott Vicar at Captain Lawrence, he had his first yeah. brewery, and then when he went, he when had he his new Pleasant brewery. Though. He bought everything new. He yeah. bought everything new. And, and our buddy um, out in uh, in the Bay Area uh, at Faction Brewing. That's uh, right. Uh, uh, bought his old equipment and drove across country. So there's like this. This I'm trying to like get deep to this, you know, undercurrent right. of <coughs> right. Yeah, no, and I, I remember that and, guy too. You know, uh, yeah, but yeah, when if you if you've got an existing production, you can't uh, cut that. You can't worry about losing that production. And there's so many things that happen when you're building a brewery that are unforeseen. You can plan to you know to the the very last dot and uh, on the eyes and cross all the t's, but you're still going to have problems, and your production is going to be pushed back. Yeah. So you need to have two different things operating at the same time um, when when you're moving a brewery. That's that's that's. Yeah. I would second that no way. because yeah. we lost about three weeks. That great bottling line that ran so well over here. You move it ten feet onto the other side, and all of a sudden, doesn't work as well. So that, that's uh, what I'm trying. But to you can you can yeah. move some stuff: bottling yeah. lines, canning lines, yeah. um, filters, things like that. You can very easily move from one to another. Uh, but when you're talking about tanks and and brew systems, brew, systems, uh, brew yeah. house kettles, yeah. uh, mash tons, <clears throat> um, you know the infrastructure, boilers. Things like that, you know, yeah. you, you need to buy you a new, have to a buy a new infrastructure. Let's go, going back to Ben's book, so you guys started in a stable. Yes. Pretty much. Give us like the evolution of, of a brewery from when you guys wow. started to where you are now. In terms and of, I like, haven't been there that long, but, so about? we just finished our 18th year. Wow. And, and the equipment that you start out, especially most craft brewers, in my opinion, are underfunded when they start, so they're all using used equipment. And as you start to grow, you get a little bit more money. You're able to buy. Well, the only way you can buy today is new equipment because there's so many guys opening up a brewery and all the used equipment is pretty much hard to find. Yeah, the market for used equipment, yeah. it must be just unbelievable. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's so, really quite ridiculous. So when we moved into the other side, we had to six or seven months, even eight months ahead, order new fermenters because if you didn't, you wouldn't have them in time. Wow. So well, an interesting point to that, too, is now there's, there used to be – three or four equipment manufacturers that you're going to order yeah. from. Now there's like a dozen, you know, from the United <clears throat> States and uh, China mm-hmm. and Europe. You know, it's funny. I uh, get emails all the time yeah. from Chinese brewing manufacturers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're and, very uh, diligent. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I get emails all the time from this Nigerian prince. Uh, yeah, well, he's, got, yeah, yeah. he's got money. Are you in love me? with him you yet? Too. He's got a lot. I, I need <laughs> to get back to that guy. He's yeah. really into beer also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, growing is, is really not as simple as some people think, and there's always trials and tribulations, that great machine that ran so well for so many years, now that you're making it work twice as hard because you have that growth, it's going to break more often. But are you, at Wildbarker, are you in the same physical location when you started? No, we have been in this location uh, for the last seven years. And uh, we, the landlord just added on, uh, uh, God, I forget how many, it was 7,500 square feet, and we've already filled that up. Mm. You know, you think you have a lot of room, but with the way the brewery has grown and people finding out who we are, and it's just wonderful. So tell and us about your job because you're really yes. the national sales director, right? Yeah. I am the national sales. And your last, how do you spell your last name? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it's hard and, to and pronounce. F A U T E U X. Very easy. And what's uh, your phone number? No, I'm kidding. Nine 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 nine. Exactly. Free beer. No. National sales director. Does that mean that Weibacher's in every state? No. Uh, we are, I mean, it's a title, really. Uh, titles don't mean anything to me. The, what really means a lot to me is being able to expose people to our beer because I think the beer is fantastic. There's so many great craft beers out there today. I'm sure everybody in this room would agree with me. So we're in 17 states, and we are not looking to go anywhere else right now. We want to make sure that we grow and satisfy the people within the markets we're in. Because I think the mistake most breweries make is they go everywhere. Overreaching. Yeah. yeah. And they can't supply. And for that reason, we stick in our model and grow from within, grow from the brewery out. And keep the quality up. That's yeah. great. Ben, I got yeah. a question for you. I'm, I'm looking at some of your stuff here, and I'm noticing that, that the company that, that is uh, publishing your book is in Minneapolis, right? It's up in Minnesota. True. You're from Cambridge, right? 
It says uh, here Cambridge. I lived in Brooklyn for 11 years. You did? I have only recently relocated well, to Cambridge. Here's my question, though. You've, you've, just went, you've just gone to all these great places. You've been all up and down the Northeast and learned so much about all these places. What's your local? When you are, quote, unquote, well, home, yeah. where do you go? For your local brewery wise or bar wise, um, that's it's an open question. Oh, okay. Um, the the closest place uh, to my apartment with great beer is called Five Horses Tavern. Mm. Um, is and, that in Cambridge? Uh, I've been there. Yeah, it's yeah. in Davis Square. They often have Weyerbacher. Yeah. And they have great food, and they have great food. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's walking distance, stumbling distance. If mm. you've had too many, very nice. Um, and brewery-wise, Boston has blown up in the last couple of years. Um, one of the newest places that's in my book that I love is called Mystic. Mystic. Mystic Brewing. Chelsea, um, Massachusetts, right? Yeah, we, met, we met them last yeah. year at the Craft Brewers Conference in D.C. They, just won, they cool. won a gold medal uh, this year at GABF. Um, and they do fantastic saisons. Um, and uh, the uh, owner and founder is a fermentation scientist. So if there's ever somebody who was meant to open a brewery, uh, absolutely, it's probably Brian. Yeah, you, absolutely. Uh, you're, you're three beers behind, Jimmy. Oh, <laughs> I know. We're, there's so, some so, smoky stuff. I'm just I'm keeping track over here, and uh, we we had some fuku already. Uh, we had a little bit of nut brown lager, and we and you just poured what did what did happen here? Uh, the Dick Cantwell uh, beer. It's the experimental hop beer. Uh, when Dick Cantwell came from, so is this, is this a numbered hop from uh, one of the? It's hop HBC five six two, I think, from Hop Union. Uh, probably, yeah, 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 I think yeah it's from yeah. Hop Union. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm going to do something right now. I've got I've got the book in front of me, and I'm going to sp- I'm going to spin the pages, and I'm just going to you guys say stop, and I'll drop my finger, and we'll see what we land on. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Stop. Flying Dog Brewery. All right. Awesome. All right. Flying Sweet. Dog Brewery <laughs> in Maryland. <clears throat> That's, see, this is amazing. East Coast is just chock full of amazing beer. And we've we got wonderful. We have examples of that right here in this room with us. That's amazing. Love that. Love this book. You pick another one. All right. Ready? That, that was fun. Squigs is going to pick this one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about Maine. Mark wanted to talk about this before he left. He, he had to take off, get back to Broadway. But um, he used to go to Maine all the time. And he hasn't been up there in a couple of years. And the, the Maine listings that you have in there, most of them – didn't even exist yeah. the last time he was up there two years ago. Yeah. So you talk about a scene that is just blowing. He said to me tonight when we grabbed the book, he's like, look in the main section. I looked at it. I was like, I, I, don't, I don't recognize any of these names. Yeah. He's like, I know. <laughs> I, they're just, you know, this, you turn over a rock in, in a lot of these communities and a, and a craft beer, you know, a craft brewery pops up. I guarantee you they were all homebrewers to start with. Sorry. Yeah. I had a, I had a <laughs> No, you're absolutely there. right. I want to chime but in I, on that because... Dan Weyerbach was a home brewer. Yeah. It's a passion that's inside of you that makes you want to make no money for many years. <laughs> right? You hear that, guys? Yeah, is that true? It's kind of like writing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but the yeah, result is <laughs> Thank you. You are doing, you're doing a job, or it's not even a job when it's something you enjoy doing. Uh, so many home brewers want to open breweries and they say to me how do i open a brewery and i say well first get dick campbell's book and read it uh can i do something else <laughs> get a million dollars and someone who knows how to brew beer that's what you should do uh, that's so true is that right am i right Kelly? well john t- two million you're probably gonna need a couple million <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> john t- tell us about this beer you made so dick Cantwell came to your shop and made a beer with you yeah he was signing his book uh starting up your own uh, brewery which uh was great he did it through um through union and uh he oh oh Ben wants to try your homebrew. I'm going to keep, this, I'm gonna keep this jug over here. <laughs> <laughs> so he he as part of his signing of the book, uh, he made this beer using these experimental hops, and uh, it's a pale ale. It's a, a bit hoppy. It's a bit uh, aggressive. Uh, I like I, that. I think it came out it came out really nice. And he's a great guy. Have you met him? You must have met him. Yeah, we right? we had him on the show uh, right before at the end of the year. Right the last show was Dick Cantwell, and we had uh, Jamie and Irene from Full Sail Brewing too. So yeah. That was pretty cool. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he uh, he came over to an event I was doing after your event. He came over to an event. I, I was standing in the, in the gate in Brooklyn. Uh, talking to Bobby and Dick Cantwell walked in. That's oh, just this bitter Nestor is doing this thing. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We learned a lot, and and he talked about squeegeeing a lot. Make sure you, you squeegee less. I think that's yeah. kind of a maxim for life, really. Squeegee less. Squeegee less. Yeah. 
Unless it's your job. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the truth is, that's actually how Giuliani cleaned up the city, right? With squeegees, yeah. Squeegee for less? Less squeegees. Less squeegees. Less squeegees. That's right. The truth of it, though, is, and Bob, you touched on this a minute ago. You said you said it's about passion, and that's something we see with our show and with this show over and over and over again. The truth is, if you do what you love, you'll never work another day in your life, no matter how hard you quote-unquote work. And I've never seen... never have to work another day in my life? Absolutely. Think about it. I've never seen people work as hard as brewers. I mean, up before dawn, every you know, several days a week, depending on how many days they brew, and doing this thing day in day out, making great beer, and and you know, sanitation. You know what I mean? The things you have to do to make amazing beer. A lot of people don't talk about that. They just look at what's in the glass. But look at look at the process. These guys work their butts. It's off. all about love. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I, if if you go to Better Nestors in Brooklyn, guaranteed John LaPaula will. Talk to you about sanitation. And you have, tell us the different I'll types of sanitation. No, John, this is good. When you're cleaning your beer set, what are the two different types of sanitary cleaners that you can use? Well, in home brewing and, and in brewing, uh, cleanliness is the first thing before sanitation. We use something called Star Sand, which is an acid uh, that helps to sanitize, but you have to be very clean. And so when I teach the beginning classes, it's kind of like, you know, you must be clean. They're like, have you seen my apartment? What are you? That's all he me? talks about. Yeah, all I, I, no, I talk about. I talk about hops a little bit and malt. But yeah, I mean, it, it is an important thing because we are making this liquid petri dish. No matter whether you're a home huh. brewer or a, a craft brewer, you have this thing that needs to be kept with one organism. That's your yeast, yep. and it's, it's something you have to keep uh, an eye out for. So. Yeah, Kelly. Well, Kelly, is important. Kelly, tell us a little bit about the the bone crushing work of being a brewer. Uh, well, it's actually quite a delightful job, and uh, most people should try to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's why I don't <laughs> brew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is the opposite of what I usually tell people. I usually tell people it's the most unforgiving job in the world. You know, I mean, basically, you know, you're, you're picking up bags of grain that are 55 pounds, and one batch for us is about 40 bags. Oh, okay. You know, so you're picking, up, picking those up, cutting them, throwing them into the thing, and uh, – we do have a, a nice mill that mills it up for us and the grain conveyor and auger. But a lot of times people are carrying this mash around and you gotta, you got to hoe this stuff out with a big paddle and get it into a big tubs. And you guys, I think you guys did that when you came by the brewery. You pulled, yes. you pulled the grains out. <laughs> yes, we did. You're talking about 2,000 pounds of grain. Yes, we've, you know. we've definitely, we're, we're hosed. We've, yeah, I mean, you, I mean you, we've you, hosed you have a lot. experience with the <laughs> I mean, grain hose of the brewery. There's definite yeah. hose, hoeing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not, I need to stop now. Yeah. It keeps there it young. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, then obviously we have a very rigorous uh, chemical training program or what I would call are very rigorous. Some people might call sufficient. Um, but you know, anytime you're dealing with basic, basic chemicals, sodium hydroxide and acids and wow. things that can make you blind if you get it in your eyes, it can uh, permanently burn your skin. So and these things are important for cleaning industrial uh, tanks because yeah. you're not just you're not just kind of cleaning out buckets and stuff like it's that. Not you're, you're cleaning, it's not toothbrush. You're cleaning, you know, <laughs> two thousand, three thousand. You know, for us, and it's fairly small. All said and done, we're cleaning cleaning two or three thousand gallon tanks with, you know, feet, tens of feet of 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 brewer sludge, you know, trube and and Krausen rings and all kinds of 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 stuff that just doesn't need to be there. Can you so, say that again? Krausen, more slowly? No, Krausen, rings, Krausen, and, rings. Krausen rings and trube down don't put it down the drain. It's for but you know what it is? It's, it's, it's like, you, it's like you, you, you cooked all night and you're the pot washer and you still got to scrub the inside yeah. of the... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a like really you, big pot. You, gotta, yeah. you really yeah, yeah. got to scrub it out and get it cleaned up. And it's, and it's, it's really the most important thing because if one little thing goes wrong... Three thousand gallons of beer, toast. Down so, and, and that's for you know for everybody out there in the world. When you when you are drinking that great craft beer, think also of all the sweat equity that went into making that great pint that's in your hand. And it, it give is thanks. Yes, give thanks. Go go go. Thank a brewer, man. Thank a brewer. <laughs> thank you, brewer. Thank Kelly, buddy. <laughs> hey, hey. Well, we're gonna take a short break, and we'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio and Heritage Radio. All right. Yeah. 
Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. So uh, we're here in uh, Roberta's in Brooklyn, and uh, New York City Beer Week is coming up. It's coming up uh, February 21st to March 2nd, and I'm here with uh, Kelly Taylor. Uh, he's of Kelso and Heartland Brewing, and also he's a treasurer of the New York City Brewers Guild. Kelly, we've got some special events uh, planned for Beer Week. Uh, let us know what's going on. Well, uh, we have the uh, opening party on February 21st at Grand Central Terminal, the Grand Central Terminal. Um, Amazing. We're doing a uh, 30 brewery, 800 people beer festival in the uh, one of the oldest train stations in the country. So that should be a good opening That's awesome. party. <laughs> should um, be awesome. And then Amazing. for our, our New York City Brewers Choice, which is the, the fourth year, we're doing working with uh, Grand NYC Green Markets and uh, Valley Malt. We're uh, having some brewers make uh, batches of beer with... Right, and that was brands. part of a discussion that you and I had yeah. had a, early, uh, later last year was we should do a beer event and bring in breweries that are do, using local grains and uh, Hudson Valley and Massachusetts and upstate New York, but using grains that are grown in the region. And uh, so Brewer's Choice kind of evolved into that this year. So people are being invited to bring beers that they've made with grains that uh, Andrea and her husband have malted at Valley Malt. So, so how, that's really exciting. How's that project. process going for you? I mean, wh- what beer or beers are you going to make? Uh, I made I, I made a beer that uh, I pretty much bought everything that Andrea had. I said, "What do you have?" And she gave me a list. I said, "Okay, send me those." <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the current time, and um, she's she's not only malting, but she's growing triticale, which is a rye wheat hybrid, old world grain. It's kind of an interesting rye wow. wheat grain, and uh, so she sent me uh, a bunch of this triticale. That I've used in smoked beers in the past, where she smoked it with cherry wood from her farm, but we, she didn't do that this year. Anyway, so she sent me a bunch of the triticale, and then I got a bunch of pale ale and some other stuff. So we did a red rye or red triticale IPA, and I got uh, um, IPA. Uh, I got hops from Peterson Farms in upstate New York. So it's going to be it's seventy five percent all New York State ingredients, and the only reason it's not one hundred percent is because I couldn't get the extra. Tomato. So um, it, it seems that growing local grain is a new thing. And and having a local monster sure. is a new thing. We know that Sam, Ad- the original Sam Adams was. It's a actually it's a resurgence, is what resurgence. it is. It's not really a new thing, but it's right. you know a concerted effort between uh, 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 Grow NYC to get more farmland being used for more craft stuff because the the farmers can grow things that are used in craft markets, craft breads and craft beers and craft distilling. They can grow it at a higher profit margin than just for feed or mm-hmm. for commodity. So. That this is one way to to create more uh, business in agriculture in the region, which of course drives the local economies on on levels that are documented, but really hard to explain because it's when when you got farmers growing grains and farmers are profitable, local farmers, not giant agri farms, then the economy blossoms, mm-hmm. and and it's it's a really complicated economic thing. But we're just trying to push that along with beer. And uh, Brewer's Brewer's Choice. What's the date on that? Is it 26th? Uh, February 26th. February 26th. At the White Hotel in in Brooklyn. That's that's very exciting. Aren't they making it easier for uh, local breweries to get licensing if they use uh, local ingredients now in in New York State? Yeah. Well, there's there's, uh, the new New York State Farm Bill, not Farm Brewery Bill, so brewers can apply as – uh, right now, it's using twenty, uh, pledging to use twenty percent of all your grain and all your hops are going to be from New York State. And it's a sliding scale, and eventually it'll be ninety percent. Uh, Ten years from now, I think it is. So, um, but by doing that, it's easier to apply, and it's easier to you get tax benefits and all kinds of good stuff. So, so realistically, now, like as as a brewer in Brooklyn, you know, what percentage of the beer you make could you actually make with New York State malt? Of of all the grain uh, that I'm using, I could probably do maybe. Two to five percent of my beers could be made entirely with New York State grains. It just it just disappears so quickly. Mm. Um, it's just almost impossible for me to at this point. But the good thing is, if I keep doing it, I keep trying to buy as much as I can, and it really makes a different beer. And you talk about terroir and wines all mm-hmm. the time, but mm-hmm. when you're using grains grown in the local region and you're using it and it's malted, because this is where the, where it's where breweries get a little. It's a little different than winemaking in the sense that you got a grain, which is a agricultural product which has got terroir to it in and of itself and then you have a malt house and malt houses next door to each other can have completely different product coming out from the same input so you got the artistry of the maltster you've got the terroir of the grain then the brewer gets to pick and choose and blend all these different things so you get this 
this dizzying array of possibilities that can come out in the final glass. And we were talking about how how st- hard it is to to brew beer physically, just mentally trying to prepare these ingredients. I, I with. think that's why I like craft beer so much. <laughs> yeah, I think then, that's exactly right. I think this craft beer is actually getting to me. This is strong stuff. Are, <laughs> you, are, you, are you drinking the tiny? That's just a baby beer. Yeah, it's oh a baby God. beer. Was yeah. it nine nine percent or no? No, this is only eleven eight. Oh, it's eleven only eight. Only eleven eight. Uh, yeah. Is that is that is that oh, Canadian that. numbers? Is that <laughs> Canadian percent? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually dummied down a little bit. This was based on a, our 13th anniversary beer, which was 13.8%. Uh, aye, aye, aye. No, wonder you, you, no wonder you use the word dizzying, because uh, I'm, I'm getting a little of that over here right now. I'm spinning around. It's got great taste, No, one, it's no wonder a, a, an American session beer is 5% alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know. It's a session. It's only 6%. <laughs> I think, I, I think five, 5% to 6% are really... Craft session beers. It's hilarious. Anymore, it, it is. Ben, when, when you were traveling f- to, to write your book, the <laughs> Great Northeast Brewery Tour. There you go. Yay. Yay. He's Yay. good. That's all you have to do is say the name of your book. Is that .com or .org? Uh, did, did, did you encounter any breweries working with local grains or making local beers, local hop beers, things like yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, two things. Uh, one, I think that a lot of the craft breweries around the country now are really plugged into the local food movement in general and that um you know beers that are being made with local ingredients whether or not it's malt or hop or something else um i think uh that people are dining out with that in mind and if they go to a restaurant that also has beers from new york or maine or maryland that is also responding to that demand um i think like kelly said the more the more that happens, the more it's going to grow over time. I can but, give you uh, an example to that, actually. Yeah. And with our show last year, uh, we spent some time over the summer in Michigan and Indiana, and we, we stopped off at New Holland Brewing in Michigan, and, and Michigan is doing Great some brewery. of the same thing that, that, uh, that New York State is doing in terms of local and using local ingredients and beers. And they have one of their big sellers, one of their flagships is Mad Hatter. It's an IPA. So this year, for the first time, they did Michigan Hatter, which is all Michigan ingredients. And they can't brew it fast enough. I mean, yeah. f- for one, because there's just not enough ingredients to support the demand. But people want to drink. They're like, I want to drink that because it came from around here. You know, it really, it, it, peaks, it peaks people's interest. And I think that's part of the, the movement now. Local's great. And that's why we're doing New York City's Brewer's Choice this year. But also today we had a great conversation. Uh, there's, a, there's a gentleman named Simo. He's from Finland. And his passion was to make Finnish rye bread. And over the years, uh, he, he's been able to do that in New York City, and there's farmers upstate growing the rye. And today we had a great email back and forth. He said, I want a local, a local brewer to give me mash because I want to make a, a batch of beer with mash. And then Kelly, so Kelly said he would, but how does this work, you know? What, what was that? <laughs> that was the, the local <laughs> like grain mash song. Uh, that was very exciting. Yeah. Um, so basically how it works is you just take uh, used grain and uh, – Use it in about a 25% uh, ratio, typically, and mix it in with your bread. So when I told you we had a ton of grain left, you thought that was a hysterical uh, inside brewer's joke. Um, but we, we, we've got all kinds of grain coming out of there. And you want to use a, a grain that's a little bit darker, a little bit roastier, maybe from a stout or something that's delicious like our sessionable net brown lager that I brought down here. Love really. that beer. Okay. Segway got that in there. So um, <laughs> yeah, so, so, so yeah, we're going so. <laughs> so to be featuring that uh, that that uh, bread at the uh, Brewer's Choice event, which ought to be pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, no, it's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we tell people to make dog biscuits with the spent grain. Yeah, not, not bread, just because uh, – well, there's actually somebody. There's somebody that's making granola uh, in uh, in Brooklyn, and it, gosh, I, I don't remember the exact name of it. But she's using some of our spent grain as as kind of a filler in in the granola. Yeah, the, uh, making granola. Jimmy so. Carboni and I were out at uh, Six Point brewing some beer, uh, and uh, a baker came in to uh, try out some of the grains in some cookies. So. So yeah, it's, it's kind of going and pizza dough. Pizza dough. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. doing I'm doing it for beer week. I'm doing a second year uh, dinner at Applewood in Park Slope. And last year, one of the main dishes they did was uh, uh, East Coast Snapper rolled uh, in spent grain. And That's roasted. a great idea. And it was it was really yeah. yeah it, was, it was crusted and roasted. Oh, yeah. It was it was quite delicious. We served you, it with the nut brown. Did lager. you know Jimmy that rolled in spent grain is actually my drag name? <laughs> <laughs> Mine is Valencia Orange. Ooh. <laughs> Valencia Grove. Wow. I'm sorry, Valencia Grove. Valencia That's Grove. A, I like that. Yeah, Bob, do you have a drag Google name? it. 
No. <laughs> it's Bob Photo. That's no, his, thanks, that's his no, drag no, name. No okay. drag here. But I, I just oh, come on. Who's in Brooklyn? <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, and, and Ben Keen, wait. Ben Keen, we're going to sign off soon. Tell us one last few words about your book. And first of all, who's getting the copy of the book? Is Bob getting it or me? Uh, I don't. I mean, who's got more money on him right now? <laughs> Wire back. Hold on, I think I got it. <laughs> it's like, so, hey, New York City Beer Week 2014 is coming up next month, and we have a bunch of upcoming events to share with you. Check it out, NewYorkCityBeerWeek.com. Opening night bash will be Friday, February 21st at Vanderbilt Hall at Grand Central Terminal, which is pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool, I mean, cool, it's man. one of the it's most impressive cool. spaces in New it's York City. It's a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday, space. Wednesday, February 26th, New York City Brewers Choice with, with the regional grain projects, local bakers, and uh, all-you-can-eat drink and food. At the, the White Hotel, yeah, definitely. which is an awesome. Very so we cool. Keegan yeah, very Ales. Cool. You know, Tommy Keegan, I'm going to shut up. Of, uh, there's so many great brewers in New York State, and, and this is for a whole other show, but, but Tommy Keegan, uh, upstate in Kingston, you know, we had him on the show, and I was like, the guy's like the quietly, you know, successful brewer. He's like, he went to UC Davis. You yeah, know, there, there's so many talented. New York wow. State has really come of age. He's a high-fived everybody. Yeah, man. And New York City, too. So, hey, New York City Beer Week's coming up, and uh, we're really looking forward to that. And closing, guys, thanks ha- for coming on. Come see us. Thank the you, ha- Jamie. TheHappyHourGuys.com. Come check us out. we got great stuff there. Lots of episodes. Kelso, Bitter and Esther's, Wild Barker. And Ben Keynes, what's your book, Ben? It's called The Great Northeast Brewery Tour. Come have dinner with me and Jimmy. On Monday, January, January 27th. 27th. All right. I'd like to thank our sponsors at greatbrewers.com have helped to bring this podcast to you tonight now for four years. So thank you so much. You can find Beer Sessions Radio on our Facebook page, Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network, and, of course, follow us at beer, at beer underscore sessions. If you like this podcast, also check us out on iTunes. Heritage Radio Network is behind all this, and you should check it out and become a member. Go to heritageradionetwork.org. Thanks to Jimmy, Kelly, Ben, Justin, EXC, everybody who's in the room. It's, it, I can't remember it. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Jack Inslee, Maggie Seiden, Justin Kennedy, engineer tonight, Evan. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Beer Assassins Radio. All right. Yeah. Thanks, oh, yeah. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.